previously on D&D&D. And then Nils comes up and says, Now, unfortunately, due to security concerns, the gifts from Middleton, the traditional cheeses, won't be opened. And everybody, like, boos. We love Middleton, don't we, folks? Everybody cheers, and there's, like, one really vocal guy in the front row who's like, Open them, Flack, open them! The king can do what he wants! Open the cheese! (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Open the cheese, Flack! You can't have a harvest festival without the cheese! No, but... As as my people want, your king shall do. And I open the... When you open the cheese, you are hit with a horrible, horrible stench. And from this container bursts a a swarm of small uh, flying monstrous creatures. Uh, When they interact with the canopy of light... And instead of that green, blue, northern lights color, it shifts to that same jewel-toned red from the mechanics and that you fought at Arabella's farm in the Scarecrows. Some of the uh, like points of light that you had seen uh, cascading over all of the crowd in such a lovely way just moments before start to coalesce into specter-like forms. The entire town is under attack. Okay. Everybody roll for initiative. of the combat, and this one's going to be interesting, uh, is Fletch, Flack, Zavis, the NPCs, the Shadows, Margarine, and then the Swarm Creatures. Okay, hold on. Can we, uh, how many NPCs are there yeah. that are going to be all in- what just happen to roll the same number? Buddy? It's just going to be easier than me rolling individually sure. for like five <laughs> different characters. That's fine. The NBCs who will be uh, involved are uh, Cassandra in the City Watch, uh, Nils, um, okay. Koirim, Eldabel, and Berdalia. Those are, are kind of the like groups of NBCs, and they will all be acting kind of around the same time turn-wise, depending. I might jump in and change things as I want to, but just so that you guys kind of have an idea of how this is going to go. Okay. Setting the scene. The stage is at the... Uh, southeast corner of this the this square. Uh, next to the stage is the uh, backstage tent that you were in before. In front of the stage is the square itself, which is a large open area that has been pretty much cleared of stuff for the events of the Harvest Festival concert. In the center of that area is a big fountain. Surrounding that fountain are a bunch of large pumpkins, the pumpkin display. Uh, you have about probably 30 or 40 feet in a radius out from that fountain of uh, like cobblestone walkway that was filled with a crowd before you get into the like vendor booths which surround the borders of the town square outside of that uh, is buildings there are four diagonal uh, streets that come into the square uh, on each side there is another street behind the stage that is blocked off by the stage itself uh, that's kind of the main thoroughfare. The Earthadar Square is in pretty much the center of the city, if you were to uh, move outside of that range for whatever reason. Uh, to the northwest is the road up to Moonstown and the Knight's Castle. To the southwest uh, would take you to the Temple Row and eventually to the docks. 
to the southeast, you'll get to the docks. Straight east will get you to the main gate. Uh, north and northwest will get you to Acorn's Corner, uh, the Druid's Gate, and the Graveyard. Good? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Margarine clocked the cheese man. What yes. direction was he heading away towards as uh, his skin sloshed off? West, southwest, he just turned and fleed from the stage. Okay. Okay, did Fletch <clears throat> see him run away from the stage? You could roll to find out. Let's get in it. Let's start. Okay. Fletch is up first. Yeah. Uh, pandemonium has broken out in the Earth of Dark Square. It is absolutely batshit crazy all of a sudden. Not only is there this horrifying red glow that has filled the entire town, but uh, there is these, this swarm of creatures that has erupted from the cheese crate uh, and uh, descended to attack the denizens of the city. Screams echo throughout the entire square uh, as groups of people flee in every direction, alleyways, the main streets, uh, any way they can try to get out of the uh, square, they are. Uh, most people are trying to get into nearby buildings and trying to shut doors uh, to keep them away from this swarm of creatures. Uh, a lot of the folks have not yet realized the second threat of the shadow, uh, the red shadows, um, but those red shadows have not all completely coalesced as we're in kind of like bullet time right now and as you're looking over the scene fletch you can see the particles of the red light that formerly made up the aurora starting to coalesce into different shadows around the square there's the ones that have formed you see uh, are taking uh their forms are not dissimilar from the way that you see marta hmm. they are familiar shapes in that uh, they, they even though they're very uh, specter-like uh, and semi-transparent, they have features that you recognize as that of human or mostly human or halfling so far um, at a quick glance. Um, you know, medium-sized, small, that kind of thing. But they float um, and they are scary. Okay. So you uh, notice this, of course, um, being the concerned, uh, caring individual that you are, and hear the screams, and I assume spring into action. Fletch, you're up. What do you do? Marjorie, did you say anything out loud about the guy that was fleeing? No. We're in that moment. If you okay. want to try to catch him, or cl try to clock him, you, we can roll, you can roll a uh, perception roll. Yeah, I There's wanna... also a smell. Yeah, I want to get away from the smell. I don't like the smell, so I want to, yeah, I want to try to take a breath and kind of look, look out over the crowd to see if I can see anything suspicious. 16. Okay, with the 16, uh, you survey the scene. You're up a little bit higher on the stage. It's a, it's, it's a uh, fortuitous vantage point for the, uh, the battle. Um, and you look out and you see that Koirim in his shining, uh, uh, you know, inlaid armor uh, is heading in the northwest. Cassandra has stepped forward from the like a recruitment booth that she was at mm -hmm. um, and she has uh, taken command of the city guard that have been around and they are trying to best as they can fight the swarm of insects away uh, from some fleeing citizens uh, but they're having a hard time because they're mostly armed with uh, spears and pole axes which are difficult to hit the tiny moving targets with sure Okay. They're pretty much in the center of the square. Uh, you also see Nils has jumped from the stage, and he is uh, running uh, southwest 
south southwest. You you also um, smell that scent, uh, that very strong scent from the cheese uh-huh. crate. Um, that's so strong, it's kind of diluting anything else. You are able to kind of get a little bit ahead of Nils on the ground as some people flee and you catch a quick glimpse of the ground. There's uh, like a gross, gooey pile of hair. Oh, okay. What? I see that hair and I want to follow its tracks. Does it lead? Would that lead me anywhere? You're able to, to jump off uh, the stage and you catch up with Nils. You see that Nils has attached a uh, like a tower shield to his elbow joint uh, and his missing arm. Uh, and in the other hand has uh, pulled a sword. Um, and he is running at full speed. And he says, Fletch, I think I saw him this way. Come on. I could use your tracking. All right. Come on. All right, Pete. Pete, come on. And then I, then we both start running with Nils. A red shadow steps in front of your uh, in front of your progress and takes a swing at you. Ooh. Even though you're looking into the face of a human woman in this red glowing jewel tone, the arms that that extend from it and uh, attack you stretch longer than they should. They're about four feet long each, and they have Ew. like very long four segments um, and long uh, claw like. Um, fingers, and they swipe at you, but miss, and this is now in your way. What do you do? Uh, I'll uh, swing at them, uh, swing at it with my e- with eagle strike. Which creature is this from the cheese box, or is this from the... This is one of the red spirits. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Has stepped and that just came of... from what, like the cemetery? It came from, yeah, from the light, the aurora that was coming from the cemetery that was kind of flowing over the city. Yeah. Oh, okay. The, the creatures that came from the cheese box seem to have, like, angered it somehow. Oh. Uh, a 13 Weird. will miss. Yeah. Oh, so I'm, like, stumbled. Kind of caught me off guard. The specter and your swipe uh, both seem to have uh, startled the other, and uh, as you stumble out of the way, it, it kind of f- uh, flies past you. Uh, now ignoring you and moving on to a, another target. You do have another attack, I suppose. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep running uh, okay. to catch up with Nils. Flack, you're on yeah. Popo. So you I are, you are uh, <laughs> riding through the... <laughs> and you have a pretty good freedom of movement. What do you do? The scene is as I described. Yes, I mean, I'm chasing after the guy with the cheese box, right? Uh, sure. Uh, you're uh, ahead of both Nils and Fletch because you mm. ha- are, are mounted atop this prize pig. Is Popo bigger than me, correct? Yes. Yes. Most certainly. Okay. And it's not a small beast. No, Popo would be medium. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Popo's, Popo's a big boy. How far are Popo and I away from this... Uh, dirty bastard that we're chasing uh you have kind of lost track of him in the in the chaos and the crowd let me roll yeah roll (laughs) investigation investigate that crowd dirt 20 you are able to pick up a trail of other sloughed off skin and things and you actually catch a glimpse of the creature as it starts to change so it was a human man, and you see that it is is changing into something else. You have you're wi- riding up to it, and you have a window roll and attack roll right now to see if oh. you can hit it. Oh, door cast a spell or something. Attack. Okay, I uh, uh, immolation. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
Do you see how easily he... it happens? Yeah, no, I totally get it now. <laughs> yeah, I haven't used emulation before, and uh, <laughs> under the pressure, I was like, okay. Emulation, he... that's so cool. Am I within 90 feet of him? You're certainly within 90 feet of him. Oh, God. Okay, I guess I do immolation. Um, flames wreath, flames wreath one creature I can see within range. They must make a dex saving throw, and if they fail, it's 8d6 fire damage. Half as much on a successful one. Wow. Okay. Also, if they fail, did they fail? What's They'll your burn. What's your spell save? Spell save DC. Yeah. Uh, 16. 16. Uh, 18. <sighs> okay. Well, they take half of 8d6 fire damage. 26, so 13. 13. In this moment, this window you have before you lose this creature as it changes form, you mm. cast... Uh, immolation and it bursts into flame but it burns off the like outer layer uh, of uh, skin that the creature had surrounded itself with revealing underneath a hideous half frog half bat like thing it's very leathery it has webbing between its arms and its body to give it kind of like fins it runs very hunched over ew it runs yeah it runs and it 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 almost uses its arms uh the way like a gorilla does like it has longer front oh, arms God. than than what's back wrong ones. with me that i'm over here being like that's cute actually <laughs> <laughs> no it's like gross cute right it's a baby yoda yeah <laughs> it's very moist and stinky when this happens uh, and you see that you did damage it there is scorching on its uh, skin but it starts to it looks around panicked uh, sees a uh, crowd a person in the crowd fleeing uh, and starts to transform into them anyone within 60 feet of me Nils and Nils and Fletch would be within 60 feet of you I will give them bardic inspiration thanks that's an inspiration die of 1d10 1d10 inspo thanks man yeah. Zabbis, you're up on the stage. What do you do? Can I just also shoot a bunch of fire at that cheese box? At the <laughs> cheese box? Yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. you can. Oh, I bet that'll... Mm, will it smell good? I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to cast Scorching Ray. Scorching Ray? Great. But I'm going... No, I'll just cast it at second level. Okay, that's a sorcerer spell, so let's roll that D100, see if we get wild magic. Yeah. Oh, yep. All right. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Now, the The Scorching Ray still does happen. Okay. So let's do that first. Okay. Please let me hit the stationary object. Okay. (laughs) And then I... Roll that damage. Click that 2D6 there. Six. So I get two more? You get two more. They can all be this turn, right? It's not like... There's another spell I have where it has to be separate. Okay. No. Nine. All right. Fifteen. And ten. All right. Twenty-five. Uh, you immolate the box. That's better. Uh, but there's a there's a bubbling and you feel a vibration within you and there's just <gasps> so much energy. You're just Jeez. so bu- pumped and so amped from your your shredding performance that roll another D100 and let's find out what happens. I hope. Uh, I it's gotta, we gotta get like a cheese fountain going. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled thirty. A big shockwave of uh, magical energy that erupts out from you, uh, and it spreads in a even diameter, about ten feet, 
um, getting uh, margarine. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. And uh, the the roadie teens. <laughs> now all of those characters will feel as if they are underwater, and will get slower. Oh. Uh, Do they for uh, five turns? Oh, five turns? That's so That's wow. so many turns. Uh, question. Does it feel like they're underwater and like they just feel slow or do they feel like they're drowning? <laughs> like, uh, no, no. Good distinction. You do not feel like you're drowning. Okay. Uh, it, it is oh, is this just, also me? No, it does not say you. Oh, no. <laughs> does That's it, like worse. Does it look yeah. like we're underwater too? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's like dry for wet. Like your hair starts kind of going up and yeah. Yeah, Marjorie's like dress starts lifting and you can see that she's wearing her cargo shorts underneath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so oh, Etienne is excited. <laughs> And yeah. he starts swimming around margarine, and he does like in The Little Mermaid, where the fish like make her hair into like a like an ice cream shape. <laughs> He's he does that, and it's cute. But it's like Etienne, not now. <laughs> but it is cute. Uh, that's from Angie Scott. Thanks, Angie. Thank Thanks, you, Angie. Angie. Uh, let's call that turn one. Okay, yeah. when it gets back to Zabbis's fifth turn, that effect will end. So it's now the the NPC's turn. We're gonna say that like Carebert and Clarissa, uh, get the fuck out of here. Carebert's like, oh god, I, I've seen this before. I know how this is. We gotta get out of here, Clarissa. Like let's, and they just take off backstage. They they look for a way out. Carebert's like, we're not far from our office. We'll we'll try to hang out there. Nice. The teens are kind of dumbstruck. They just kind of take off. They they maintain their groups, however. So roadie teens, the flat jackets, and backstage cool teens uh, are grouped together still, and they take off in opposite directions. Nils reaches down and checks one of those piles of goopy hair while where you are, Fletch, mm-hmm. um, and he picks it up and he looks at it. These are mountain swamp creatures. There's swamps deep underground in the mountains to the west of here. These creatures live in that darkness, and, and oh, God, they're so gross. Oh, I hate them so much. we we <laughs> got to try to find this one and get our hands on it quick before it changes into something and we lose track of it. Looks like Flax a little bit ahead of us, but we gotta we got to book it, Fletch. Come on. Okay. Uh, he takes off. Cassandra and the city guard. Uh, are having a really hard time with um, the uh, the swarm that is uh, attacking the center of the square. Uh, a couple of guardsmen are overwhelmed. Uh, Clarissa uh, is able to uh, fight off some of these creatures, but they are uh, yeah in danger. It looks like Koirim. Uh, uh, you see, uh, Marjorie, you're up on the stage. Zavis, mm-hmm. you're up on the stage still. You have a, more of a bird's eye view, a little bit. Uh, you can see the courtroom gets to the uh, the roadway leading up towards Moonstown, turns around um, and slams his warhammer against the ground, creating a destructive wave of divine energy that ripples Ooh. outward from him. There are some shadows that are affected by this, and you see that when they uh, make contact with this energy that he casts, the red changes color and they kind of pacify and dissipate. The swarm creatures are just... Uh, they, like, splatter. Could we tell what kind of magic Koirim used? Reaction, you can make an arcana check. Disadvantage, you don't really know too much about magic, Marjorie. 
Oh, well, that one. Uh, that's not going to do it. <laughs> uh-uh. Oh, no. Yeah. Not uh, even going to you... roll the second dice. <laughs> nope. You're kind of awestruck. You know, you like to see your boy do good. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. You're unable to tell what kind of magic he casts, but it seems to have cleared his path enough where he can get uh, put some distance between himself and the square. Um, he uh, is heading up that way. But those are my groups of NPCs for this turn. It's not the shadows' turn. A couple of the shadows step in front of you, Fletch mm-hmm. and Nils. Uh, you guys go ahead and take an uh, opportunity attack, a surprise or reaction. Okay, uh, twenty with the eagle strike. That'll hit. Nils does the same thing. You both make contact with it, and you see that both of your swords, eagle strike and whatever Nils' sword is. Uh, which is also a very, very nice weapon. When you cut through the shadows, the area around where your blade makes contact as it slices changes color of the shadow, and it changes from red to the blue-green of the aurora, and you see, instead of the angry, wraith-like appearance of the creatures that attacked you, it's much more um, passive, more like what Marta looks like when you call Marta out. Okay. When you're done with your follow-through on your attack, they shriek and then they respond with their own claw. The one against Nils, he's able to block with his shield and he holds his uh, sword against it. It radiates. There's a big glow of uh, uh, blue and green light and he seems to have pacified that spirit. Uh, The one against you, however, Fletch, uh, crits. It grabs you uh, on each side of the face with Whoa. these hor- with its horrible claws and squeezes piercing into your skin. Uh, go ahead and take 12 damage. I, I didn't get to roll my damage. No, no, no. You heard it. It's a different kind of oh. thing okay. with these guys. Okay. Do I notice when I take the swipe um, before it hits this ghosty thing? Does it kind of reveal the blue color before I make contact, or is it when I make contact it reveals the blue no, colors? No, it's, it's it's definitely there's like a force field like around your weapon that as you get closer to it, yeah, it's the strongest definitely when you're like touching it. Yeah, but it does as you get closer. There's like a yeah, there's like an aura around your blade. Okay, um, that, that affects it. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was like a I need to make contact for this to happen, or if I could just hold it up yeah. to these things, Margaret. It's so chaotic. Marjorie's Marjorie's in awe. Uh, What's that box look like? Uh, The box is a burnt cinder. Um, There's kind of a flickering light from within the ash. I'm going to zip up to that and Uh, look in there. Well, you're going to slowly move over to it as if you're moving through water. (laughs) When I realize... Oh, my God. Okay, I realize that I can't quickly zip over there so as I'm slowly moving towards the box I'm gonna pull out the chatty skull okay. from my pocket uh, is anybody on the other side of this? according to a, pa- a patron poll uh, so thanks patrons this is uh, what's going to happen a voice answers roll what's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, roll a history roll margin a history roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got an 11. There's something a little bit familiar about this voice. You can't quite place it. It just answers uh, very quickly and says, Vance, there's, there's a skull. The skull call for you here, I guess. You hear waves in the background. You hear surf. 
Um, there's wind, there's seabirds, the sounds of basically a ship, a sea. Uh, and Van says, oh, Marjorie. Oh, you're here. Uh, oh, good. I've been meaning to call you. This, uh, hey, that was the new guy. Good news. We've we've made some progress. You know, we're hot on the trail, I think. We just got to get, well, we got a long way to go here. Are you a Knight's Pass? Nope. What? Well, no. Do you have any uh, way to communicate with the rest of the guild here at Knight's Pass? Yeah, I could probably call their skull. Uh, what's Can going on? Can I get on? their so- number? <laughs> 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 yeah, it's 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 three eyes, uh, both nostrils, uh, left ear, right ear, uh, okay. and then three more eyes. <laughs> God, there's a, not a speed dial on this thing, huh? Uh, <laughs> great, thank you, Vance. That's all I needed. I hope everything's okay over there. Did you have I? I'm moving very slow right now. And then now. there's just like screams in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was there something you needed to tell me? We've picked up a new guy uh, on the way. I haven't really told him exactly what we're after, you know, what, what's going on. Don't well, worry. that's good, Vance. Still... I don't want any guy out there knowing my business. He knows we're after something important, and but it was his boat, you see, and we needed a boat. Marjorie's, like, slowly reaching towards the box. <laughs> like, it just looks <laughs> astonishing. Like, the my hair is blowing back. Which has, it's gotten long. It's not as long as it used to be, but it magically has been growing back. Um, So it's probably the length of my body now. And I've got that dress on, which is shimmering in the light. (laughs) And I'm talking to a crystalline skull. It's beautiful. It's very, very good. (laughs) Yeah, just shimmering. The the red light reflecting in all the jewels. Mm -hmm. The barest whisper of cargo shorts underneath my dress. (laughs) <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, so we picked up this guy, Robin Smythe. He said his name was. He's a freelancer. Uh, you know, we were we were investigating the you know the thing, and it turns out we got to go all the way to the Sofran Islands, and that's so far away. We need boat. This guy had a boat, so you know we picked him up. He seems pretty capable. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, you know, it's, I think this could be a good get. I trust you. I really only needed that number, though, so thanks, Vance. <laughs> All right. Uh, I hope everything's okay. Another big scream in the background. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's kind of an action. That's I like a, kind of a spell, isn't it? Yeah. Do I have to wait you've to made, look? Yeah, you've made it to the box. Damn. <laughs> God damn it, Zabbos. <laughs> uh, it's uh, the insect swarm now. Uh, you guys from the stage can see one of the insect swarms is going to attack the flak jackets uh, and, no. crit and crits. What? <gasps> Whoa. Buddies. I think they were freelance, right? I don't have to pay any health insurance there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's non union. Certainly. Uh, <laughs> You watch, uh, the flak jackets are engulfed by a swarm. Gunther, one of the flak jackets, uh, is picked up by these tiny creatures completely engulfed, and you see there's streams coming from within the cloud of these uh, these bug-like, gross, stinky uh, things, um, and you see blood dripping down from underneath it. There's a small pool that starts to gather um, underneath oh, uh, the swarm. It is Fletch's turn. Fletch, you're with Nils. Um, do I see any? Do I see the the guy we're chasing? Do I see the sloth, the sloppy? I'm gonna do survival to track this yep. gross thing. Yes. Oh baby, a 27. Wow. Yeah. 
the scent, the putridity of this thing now manifests uh, magically before you, and you can kind of uh, see a little bit your the the trail that it's taken, its path. Um, so you have a clear track of where it has been and and seemingly where it is going. It looks like it is circling the square and it is heading up. You want you you can see the path of this scent head head up in uh, Flack's direction. It goes past Flack, and it's just past there where you pick it back up, and you you now uh, see the, that, that bat-like thing as it's running, mm-hmm. and it's transforming into another humanoid creature. Oh, no. And then you lose it in the crowd. So you have that direction. Do I see Flack or anything? You see Flack atop of Popo, yes. Okay, yeah, I want to I wanna sprint up to him and say... Uh, okay. Flag, come on! Uh, it's, he's always over this way. Uh, you turn and you see you, you you're able to see that there are a few different people who have this scent on them. Oh boy! There's three. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's always fun when that happens. Flag, what do like, I do, buddy? What what should I? Who, there's three people here in front of in front of us that have the scent of this creature, this thing. It transformed from this gross, gross boggy mountain swamp creature thing into a human. So this thing is changing form. Three people have this scent. How close together are they? Pretty much next to each other. Definitely near enough where they 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 they're kind of all heading in different directions. But it looks like they were seemingly just clustered together. Everybody's clustered together. It's pandemonium. I go up to yeah. one of them and I grab them by the shirt and I hold up the sword to their face. Roll intimidation. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a bigger guy. Oh. You know, like maybe a, a laborer, dock worker, or a smith or something. Uh, and he kind of pushes you back and there's seemingly no uh, effect. Um, and he takes off um, <laughs> uh, in another direction. Flack, it's your turn. <laughs> Are the three still within like 20 feet of each other? Yes. Is Fletch also within there? Yes. Sorry, buddy. Uh, I cast Stinking Cloud. Okay. It creates a 20-foot <laughs> radius sphere of yellow nauseating gas centered on a point within the range of 90 feet. So I center it on a point that will encompass all three of those uh, people, the suspects. Yes. And uh, yes. Um, each creature that is completely within the cloud at the start of its turn must make a constitution saving throw against poison on a failed save. They spend its action that turn retching and reeling. <laughs> They're immune if they don't need to breathe. Mm. Uh, okay, uh, so it is a constitution check? At the beginning of their turn. Yes. At the beginning of their turn. Okay, so then you will you will need to do that, Fletch, as well. Zavis, it's your turn. You're Wait, up on... Oh, what? no, no, no. Hey, dude, will you... Stop skipping my bonus actions, please. Uh, He's going to lose it. I will will also use a bonus action. I will use my last Bardic Inspiration slot uh, to use Mantle of Inspiration and spend one use of my Bardic Inspiration to grant 11 temporary hit points to up to four creatures I can see. It's just going to be Fletch since I just maybe poisoned him. <laughs> 11 temporary hit points. Okay. How many How many did you say? Sorry. 11. 11. Mm-hmm. 82. And uh, is there, do I see any other friends within 60 feet of me? Uh, Nils is within 60 feet of you. He also gets 11 temporary uh, 60, hit points. 60 feet, you could probably get Cassandra too. 
give it up for Sandy, too. Great. Okay. Uh, it is, uh, Zabbis, you're up on the stage. Uh, you've got the pile of ash. There's a faint light coming from it where the cheese, uh, cheese was. Uh, Marjorie is, uh, also slowly moving before it. Wait, can I go, can I go investigate this light? God damn yeah. it. <laughs> just like out of my way. <laughs> I guess I just run right past her. Oh my god! Everything's coming up, Savage. Because she's slow because of Savage. Marjorie's angry, slowly turning her face. But I don't even go. I just like walk faster. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, I go investigate. It's mine. I uh, found it. Uh, what are you uh, looking for? I just want to. I just want to check it out. Okay. I poke it. I poke it with the. Uh, oh, I don't. I don't know if I'd ha- be holding my bone staff right now because I've. You guitar. would have the guitar. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of poke at it with the neck of the. Uh, when you poke at the pile of ash that has the faint light coming from it, the headstock that, uh, that you're grabbing, like the body and poking with the headstock, the headstock yeah. uh, has there's some give more than you would have thought there would have been. Wait, to my guitar? Uh, no, to to like the oh, like at the oh, end, oh, okay. like you can push further than you is kind it, of thought you should. Is it goopy? Uh, it doesn't feel goopy. There's a little bit of a pull. Ew. It's like when you think a, a fruit is still good and you grab it. It's like not. It's ew. definitely not. Whatever you're poking into is definitely not solid. Ew. Uh, okay. Hey, Etienne. <laughs> <laughs> Etienne. Hey, buddy. Go. Uh... And Etienne is, is my son. So he's like his dad. He instantly knows to like just go poke it. Just mm-hmm. touch it. <laughs> Uh, Etienne goes and uh, pokes the light, and you see uh, that there's there's kind of a a, a, a little bit of a of a pull, like he kind of gets pulled towards the light a little bit, and then pushed back out. How far? Uh, like a couple feet, like a big force oh. of air is like that. It's like pushing that's out a, of this. That's a lot for his little size. Yeah, he like rolls through the air, tumbles through oh, the air. It's very adorable. It's so Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, his little ears. Um, okay, I am. Well, now I don't want to touch it because that's just gonna happen to me. But I want to know what it is. We'll call that your turn. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's the NPC's turn. You can see, uh, Koyrim turns up the uh, street and and uh, disappears from view, heading towards the castle. Nils is uh, with you guys. Uh, he catches up to you, Flack and Fletch, and he says, I, I lost him. Did you guys see where he went? Oh, what? <coughs> oh, huh. Wait, but I'm not, I'm not like in yeah. the cloud. You're on the like edge of it, though. He can so still. He went, okay, so he went up to like Fletch, yeah, basically. Yeah, he's like, okay. oh, God. Oh, he like, t- like pushed his way through the crowd and then discovered the stinking cloud. Ha, huh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, but he did not start his turn in it. So um, he's, he's, Correct. he's has the, He's definitely uh, aware enough not to enter a stinking cloud, but the three suspects are within it that we uh, will deal with that in a minute. Um, uh, Savis and uh, uh, you guys are, none of you are able to see what is happening with Cassandra. Um, it's just swarms of bugs. But she had 11 <laughs> extra hit points. 
That's true. Zabbos and Margarine, uh, the stage Fox. is attacked by shadows, but they're unable to hit you. They're not able to come close to you. When they, whenever they try to make any contact, your your dresses protect you from the, them. Yeah. Oh. oh, shit. You're in close enough proximity with another dress. They seem to kind of like amplify each other. That's sick. I don't associate. I don't realize it's the outfits. I just no. It's I just assume it's the power of rock. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, uh, Marjorie, it's your turn. Oh my god, Gressel, let me do two things. Okay. <laughs> huh? Just say okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't this fun having me <laughs> fuck up everything? <laughs> uh, Marjorie's just rolling with it, baby. So she's redialing on her skull to yeah. contact the people who are here. And she also <laughs> wants to, with the other hand, now that Zabbis has touched the uh, shiny red zone, uh, reach into her pocket and pull out that opal gavel that she found in the armory. So dual oh, wielder, yeah. chatty skull, opal gavel. You dialed the chatty skull. Night's past Thieves Guild, how can I direct your call? Are you not at the... Oh my god, this is Margarine Sticks, and I'm telling you right now, as the leader oh, of the oh. Thieves Guild, you need to help Shut up, the cops. What? You need to help the cops. But it's festival night. We're, it's, we've all been. We have a big party at headquarters on festival night. Aren't there a couple people above? I saw the. I saw the stand. It doesn't matter. If you could get your asses up here and protect Cassandra, we've got bugs, swarming bugs. You're the boss. I guess we'll. We'll get up there right right away. Uh, guys, don't forget the next keg. We got the boss says we gotta go to the square. There's something And I hang up on him. Us- <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody, Russell here with a few quick announcements, then we're gonna get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 120 of D&D&D. Be sure to follow us on social media at D&D&D on Twitter and D&D&D Pod on Instagram. Or email us at dndpod at gmail.com. Be sure to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash dndpod. I saw on Twitter some folks have already started to get their lava shirts, the, the jar of lava t-shirt that Beth designed. Those have started to arrive and they look super cool. Uh, I have mine and I love it. Uh, we will be getting new t-shirts of equally cool or increasingly cool designs, perhaps, uh, available to patrons. And other uh, merch featuring that art is available as well. So go check that out, patreon.com slash pod. Other items featuring Beth's art, prints, stickers, everything like that is available over at bethbyrad.shop. Go check that out. Get some Beth art for your home. Really excited to announce something new, a kind of show alongside a show here. I'm going to start an interview series about comfort foods. Uh, It's all about our actual comfort foods that nourish our bodies, as well as the pop culture comfort foods that nourish our souls. I'm going to be interviewing some amazing people like uh, voice and screen actor Brizzy Voices, stand-up comedian Nick Scartarossi, the Harry Potter-obsessed team over at uh, the Swish and Flick podcast, and Rod and Karen, the hosts of Black Guy Who Tips, uh, just to name a few. It'll be premiering this spring uh, and will be released on an off day. It won't take the place of a D&D&D episode. Just wanted to find a way to talk to some really great people about something that I'm really interested in. What does comfort food mean to you? What does it mean to me? 
Uh, what's the relationship between food and art? And what inspires us? What comforts us? What keeps us coming back for more? Uh, so stay tuned to this space and to the Twitter to find out more about that show that'll be coming this spring. Uh, I'm really excited about it, and I hope you guys will be too. I think that's it for me. Thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. With her other hand, I want to come down with that gavel onto the red. What I'm imagining is like a perfectly ovule, shining red gem that's soft like a gummy. Inside the ashes? Yeah, inside the ashes. It's like a, oh, like a gummy? Like a gummy egg. Does it look good? In my head. <laughs> Same. <laughs> As you bring the gavel down, the force of your your swing kind of blows away some of the ash and you see what was once inside the box is not a solid object but a fading dimming portal a portal (gasps) what yeah you can't eat that (laughs) (laughs) but what if (laughs) i look at zabbis i don't know how to close a portal no i i'm i think i'm thinking back to all the times we've interacted with portals and the last time was just we fell out of one and almost all died. So. Are you going to try to like redirect your swing at all or is are you making contact? I'm making contact. Marjorie's okay. inspired by Koirim and this is the closest she can do. Uh, roll uh, roll an attack roll. Let's just see if you, if you how squarely you hit this. Uh, I'll give you advantage. It's stationary. 16. Uh, when you hit this gavel the opal front of this gavel makes contact with the portal. Um, and there's a, a, a burst of energy. You're thrown backwards about 20 feet. And, but, but well. I'm water. I'm in the water, right? You would normally be thrown back 20 feet, <laughs> but you're, you're, you're kind of pushed up into the air. And, and <laughs> it's like when someone ju- falls into the water and they very quickly slow yeah. down. Also, right. did it kind of actually work out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this, this keeps you here now. Um, You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) But you see the swirling energies of the portal diminish and fade and dissipate, and there's a crackle of electrical-like energy, and it is it. it, You closed it. You did close the portal with this hit. Sabus, we did it. I did it. (laughs) I made. I had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I look off towards where Cassandra was. You look uh, out from the stage. You you ha- you just kind of spin in midair, like you're yeah. floating through water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just kind of turn. And before my hair covers my eyes, what do I see? <laughs> uh, before your hair covers you, your eyes, you see to your right in the nearer foreground the swarm that attacked the uh, the flak jackets. Um, the pool of blood underneath the engulfed Gun- uh, Gunther is growing. You see in the middle distance the fountain. Uh, people are climbing the fountain. Uh, they're trying to like get up above the fray. Um, it's just panic. Uh, you see in the far distance or the next level, I guess, back Cassandra and the and the guardsmen. The guardsmen are having a really hard time, and Cassandra is doing the best that she can to kind of keep this swarm at bay but she's just swinging. She has two weapons now. She's got a poleaxe in one arm uh, that she has tied something to uh, and lit on fire, and she has her sword in the other, and she's swinging the flame back and forth, trying to give her guardsmen enough ground to 
move away from the swarm and and uh, recover uh, from being engulfed. Uh, that is what you see. It is the swarm's turn. You're also you're in midair. Let's not forget that. It's like wait, did we ever resolve what happened to the suspects? The suspects are all starting their turn in the stinking cloud. You hear uh, two really nasty coughing fits as uh, the stinking cloud takes effect. There's retching and vomiting happening. Only two from uh, from your perch atop Popo Flack. Yes. You can see a figure leave the radius of the stinking cloud. Uh, roll a uh, perception check. See if you can get a look at it before it, you lose it in the crowd. Oh, I thought that was a one. It was a seven. So ten total. <laughs> ten. Uh, you can't ten. quite make out any distinctive features. It's a person, a human, uh, a medium-sized human-like person leaves the stinking cloud, heads north. That's the best you got. Wait. 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 I am going to spend a luck point. Okay. To roll an additional d20 and choose which die to lo- to use. Okay. And that is a natural one. Oh. So I will be going with the 10. We'll just ride that 10. <laughs> so you're unable to discern any, uh, any uh, distinctive features from this humanoid creature that leaves your cloud. It was seemingly unaffected by the poison cloud that you cast. The swarm. Poor Gunther. This is probably it for him. Oh, he's still alive? Uh, wow. Well, the the swarm has moved on from him, uh, and they oh, leave, let him drop, um, and they uh, that particular cluster of these insects moves on to another victim. Uh, the flak jackets uh, try to attend to their fallen friend, uh, Marjorie and Zabbis. You're unable to discern his exact condition from where you are on the uh, stage. Um, meanwhile, a couple other swarms are going to uh, come and attack you, Flack and Popo, no, they're gonna get you. You're engulfed in this swarm. Your vision no. is completely blurred by these tiny creatures. Uh, they're they're larger than insects. Just just to fully describe what these things are, they're probably about softball sized. You not not a solid ball, but like with wings and claws and shit. They take up that same Yikes. kind of like space. Um, and they move in swarms that uh that make it very difficult to see. Uh, they slash with tiny little claws, and you're going to take... Uh, you're just attacked all over. Popo squeals as they slash no. at his uh, leathery skin. You're going to take... No. Wait, can I... Can I, uh, can I try to cover Popo and protect T- Popo? Take, sure. That means you're going to take a little bit more damage, but Popo will take less, for sure. Okay. Uh, okay. So you're going to take 17 damage. Flack's protecting okay. a pig. Hmm. I like pigs. I'll come up with a justification for Flack later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fletch, it's your turn. You're inside the stinking cloud. Roll that constitution Ugh. saving throw. Let's see how this affects you. You, sixteen. Uh, I feel like sixteen uh, is my saving. Is my save DC. The defender wins. So you win, uh, Fletch. All right, cool. Oh, I left Stinky, and now I'm around Stinky again. Yeah, but you're stronger, too. I am a little bit stronger. I can't say that. I'm battling insects. Uh, Uh, So, okay, so the big guy that I bumped into, and he pushed me down. Roll perception. You're in in the haze. Your vision is blurred. 
Um, you're covering your face to try to avoid breathing as much of this stinking cloud as you can. Mm-hmm. You got a 20. You feel your way through the cloud and you come across the uh, the bigger guy who pushed you and he is vomiting. He's not the figure that uh, left the cloud. Although you also have no way of knowing that a figure left the cloud. Right. Um, okay. So you're still looking, still looking for in. those other... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, roll uh, survival. See if you can pick up that scent again. Disadvantage because of the stinking cloud. That's a bummer. Uh, I rolled a three and a 16, so I have to take the three. Yeah, which is an 11. 11. That's not... Yeah, that's not going to do it. Um, you're unable to pick out the scent from the, the stinking cloud. I look around. Uh, can I see... Flack and Papo. Uh, you can see that you can see Flack at uh, the top of just above most of the crowd. Uh, you know, bobbing in and out as people are running around. On Papo, he's being attacked by this swarm. Mm-hmm. I see that. Okay, I see that, and I'm like, oh no! And then I uh, I run over to Flack, take take a swing with my eagle strike at these bugs. Twelve. Uh, twelve will get him. It's, you know, that'll get a few of them. Okay. You slice through the air. We'll go ahead and roll your damage. Four. Okay, the swarm mostly stays intact, but you've managed to kind of scare them away from uh, Flack and Papa. Okay. Um, so they kind of move on to the next closest warm body, uh, which was a fleeing woman, um, and they start attacking her. You have another attack. I'll have Pete jump and do his landing kind of move. Where he, like, when he lands, mm-hmm. he... Is it lightning yeah. damage? It's a D8, right? Eight. Perfect. Nice. Um, yeah, Pete leaps uh, out from the stinking cloud over to where you have mentally directed him to leap. He uh, lands uh, right next to the woman. He goes through the swarm. Um, a There's a burst, a ball of electrical energy, kind of like the Terminator when he materializes. Yeah. It's this little cloud of... Or this little ball of, of, of bolts... Uh, and that particular swarm dissipates completely. You're mostly uh, in an okay space right now. There don't seem to be too many threats around you, Flak, Papo, and Nils. Zabbis, you're up on the stage. Marjorie has closed this portal. Marjorie is in midair, about 10 feet away from you, facing away from you. She's turned around, so now <laughs> she's kind of very anime-like, just kind of like yeah. floating through the air. <laughs> <laughs> well, not much I can do about that. <laughs> So you see from the stage, there's the folks that are um, climbing the sta- the fountain statue. There's the flak jacket swarm that's been affected. It's unclear what's going on backstage with your uh, team friends. Um, then you've got the city guard back there, too. Uh, and then way in the back, uh, you saw that courtroom went and left. What do you do? I'm going to run backstage okay. and see what my team friends are doing when you uh pull aside the flap uh, of the backstage tent um you are greeted with a chaotic scene where florna is holding a candelabra and trying to keep one of the shadows at bay daphne uh has a platter that held like crafty and she's trying to swat away some of the bugs uh aloise and jeremy are both um being attacked by some of these swarming insects what do you do i mean I love me some some Melps Minute Meteors. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Let's do fourth level and 
probably fuck some shit up in the process, right. but not in a good way. Let's see if we get that wild magic. <sighs> All right, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Again? <laughs> Again? Oh my God. Again. That's How the close first is he time. to me? I do this to myself. Oh, you're good, Martrin. Thank God. <laughs> I, I went backstage. You're, yeah, you're yeah. fine. All right, yeah, roll it again. Let's see what the effect is. The meteors still happen. Two. So first, the meteors happen. The meteors, you summon the meteors, and uh, you are surrounded by six. Oh, level four. I think you get an extra one. Yeah, by two. So you have eight meteors swirling around you in a uh, orbit. Mm-hmm. Um, around your head, you can throw as a bonus action. You can throw uh, two up to two of them. I'm gonna pick two of these things, these critters. The swarms. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And throw one at each. Ten. There's an explosion of fire in as you throw these meteors into the swarms, uh, and you knock uh, several of the these weird uh, insect-like creatures' bodies fall to the ground uh, and sizzle with fire as. You cut half their numbers out of each one of them. But with a huge bubble of magical energy, you're still just so... There's just too much adrenaline in your body oh, from that no. performance. Every available space on the floor is is filled now with a, a horde of green chickens. Ew! Chickens eat bugs. That, yeah! <laughs> oh my god, do green chickens love bugs? There's chickens everywhere. Uh, this is from Jeffrey G. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you, Jeffrey. Are they just straight up normal size? They're just straight up normal size chickens. They <laughs> appear to be normal chickens in every way, except they are green. Pollos verdes. <laughs> the NPCs turn. Sabbath, where you are, we'll just start in that room since you're there interacting with them. Alois and Jeremy scream. They are uh, horrified and hurt by... Not the chickens? No, not the chickens. By by the um, the creatures that were attacking them. Florna tries to swing uh, her candelabra at the shadow creature and is, is doing a pretty good job uh, keeping it away. It's kind of... You know, swooping in, trying to test her, but she's able to kind of block it each um, each time it comes at her with the candles. And uh, Daphne takes a swing. She's going to come over and try to help out her buddies. And she knocks a couple of the bugs out of the air, too. So um, the, the ladies of the backstage crew doing a much better job than the dudes right now. Um, Koirim uh, is, is gone. You don't know where he is. None of you can see him anymore. Sandra, Marjorie, you can still see that she's kind of losing ground a little bit. She's doing her best, but there's just a lot of the uh, the bug creatures have started to kind of focus on her. Uh, Nils, meanwhile, with you, F-Boys, uh, is like, where did he go? We can't lose this guy. Did you, do you have, does anybody have eyes on him? I lost him when I got stunk clouded. Or no, when I, knocked, I got knocked down by a guy. Yeah, I did. I did not. Uh, I did not. No. <laughs> well, you know, it could be one of the two. It could be one of the two that are in this stinking cloud. Just because one of the three suspects got away Wait, doesn't mean. Wait, one of them mean... got away. Yeah. Well, if that one got away, well, then that all... one has to be the one that isn't affected by the stink cloud. Because look at that's that... not true. That could just be a little townsperson who didn't want to fucking throw up because of the stinking cloud. Listen that to yourself, man. In. Didn't want to throw <laughs> up, so they didn't. That's some goddamn strength that that person no, has. Th- they might have just like been like, oh, no, no, thank you, and ran away. But the perfectly innocent person. Why don't we question these two wretched um, assholes? Okay, and see if one no, of them is No, that's the bad not guy. a good plan. The guy who ran Boys. away. Boys. What? What? 
do you either of you have any way of dispelling this cloud? I have dispel magic. You want me to use it? It on sounds my own like magic? he wants you to use it, man. Just you. use it. Fine, I cast dispel magic. The spell ends uh, and reveals a crowd of uh, stinking people, uh, all coughing and vomiting. Nils is like, "Who was it?" Well, it was the big guy that, that I went to attack, and he knocked me over. So is that big guy over there? Nils goes over and he grabs the big guy by the collar and he lifts him up uh, with his uh, good arm, um, and uh, with uh, the, he brings the shield over to him, uh, and the shield glows. Um, and the guy just kind of looks scared, and Nils just tosses him aside. Um, and he says, I'm sorry that for the being rough. It, it's a weird time. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he goes over to the other person, does the same thing, uh, and there's also no effect. Um, and he says, like, Fletch, without the crowd, can you, can you, can you pick up uh, the scent? If you give me one second. We're going to go on. It's the shadow's turn. Uh, just at that moment when Nils uh, asks you to pick up the scent, you're descended on by shadows. Uh, they are going to swing at you guys. They all miss. You You guys all duck <laughs> out of the way. Flack, Idiot. you do a, a nice little circle on Popo uh, <laughs> and, and gallop around uh, <laughs> and, and take position back up. Uh, now the three of you are are all kind of posted up with these shadows surrounding you. Uh, Marjorie, what are you doing? Is Cassie 120 feet from me or less? Yeah. As her body descends elegantly, <laughs> she reaches underneath her dress and she pulls out her dragon heart locket. Oh, boy. She aims it towards the swarm that's attacking Cassandra and her men. Mm-hmm. Opens it up, releasing Firebolt. Okay. A ranged spell attack against the target on a hit. Ty- target takes 1d10 fire damage, which doesn't seem like a lot. Nat 20. Ooh. Oh, fuck nice. yeah. Fuck yes. Fuck All right. Yeah. That's 2d10. Magical girl happening. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, floating. Everything's just billowing. No gravity. <laughs> <laughs> She's turning upside down with her hand out in the locket. Yeah. <laughs> Open. So that's 2d10. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a 7 fire damage. Your firebolt slams into the swarm that was descending upon Cassandra. It looked like it was about to overtake her. She w- she had dropped to one knee, was falling back, was using her poleaxe to kind of keep her up. But the burst of flame that slams into the swarm uh, draws its attention away from her and towards you, giving her an opportunity to get back to her feet. Uh, it is now the swarm's turn. It's going to fly over at you, Marjorie. Oh, I, I can't react. I'm so slow. Nope. <laughs> it comes over with great speed, uh, completely surrounding you, and it's going to uh, get you for some slashes, some some teeny tiny scrapes. There's a horrible scent. It, you, you just can't escape it now. It's everywhere. Oh. Uh, I rolled four ones. Oh. Yes! <laughs> I am protected oh. by divinity. <laughs> you are a true anime magical girl. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so you take four damage. Wow. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> the dress is just, you don't know what it's made of, but whatever this dress is made of is uh, something's pretty special. It seems like uh, you are... Uh, you barely feel the effects of this swarm as it attacks you, but the scent, unimaginable. It's a smell that'll outlast religion. You go <laughs> on to Fletch. It is your turn. Um, I'm going to use my survival roll to try to track yes. the person. 
Okay. 21. Uh, you pick the scent back up. Uh, it heads back off north and then northeast um, around the fountain. Uh, it looks like it headed up past uh, Cassandra and the guards and is heading off that way. Uh, you have the uh, the specters around mm-hmm. you, uh, the shadows, the red shadows. You may have to deal with those if you try to uh, run past them or something. What do you do? Uh, guys, I got them. Uh, I'm tracking them northeast of where we are. So I think uh, follow me. And then I pull out my sword and uh, swipe at one of the shadow creatures in front of me. Ooh, 22. Yeah, that'll get it. Five damage, regular damage, and then set, uh, eight radiant damage. Okay, uh, you cut your way through this shadow uh, with Eagle Strike. There's a a shimmer of uh, goldy, silvery light, uh, and then the shadow turns um, blue-green and dissipates. Uh, and then you have a clear path towards uh, the direction that the scent came from. Great. Uh, all right, guys, let's go. You run, Flack. It's your turn. Uh, you see Fletch uh, take off northeast in the direction where he cleared the way from the shadow. You still have uh, shadows uh, uh, that are uh, surrounding you and Nils. Uh, what do you do? How's Popo doing? Popo uh, is a little bit scratched up, but uh, is tough, uh, thick-skinned pig. Um, so there's definitely some, you know... Uh, he might have a few scars, but he seems to be um, handling it pretty well. Um, Hilly has uh, done a good job with Popo. It seems like training him um, because he uh, still responds underneath your feet. <laughs> I think I'm just going to try to to ride Popo on out of there and okay. towards the direction that <laughs> Fletch is heading. <laughs> All right. The shadow that was nearest you is going to take a swing as you head away, but it does miss. It stretches out one of those overly long... Uh, wraith-like arms to swing in your direction, but does not get you. It just catches the air that you formerly occupied. Uh, you are now heading after Fletch. Zabbis, uh, you've got yeah. your meteors. Uh, you've got uh, two uh, half-dead swarms uh, that are attacking the boys. Um, there is one shadow spirit in there as well. Well, I'm just going to finish off those swarms. All right. Toss those meteors. Five and eight. You have nearly, nearly decimated both swarms. There's still a few of these softball-sized creatures still buzzing around, but it does allow for all of the teens to see that help has come, and they are less terrified now. You could do something else. You would, I think, you would lose your meteors if you were to. um, Oh, do like a bonus. If you were like to cast another spell, I. Don't want to do that because that was my fourth level right. spell slot. Right. <laughs> so no. Okay. So Nils comes and follows Fletch and Flack, the F boys. The three of you guys are running in the direction of this guy. Fletch, left or right? Uh, left. You turn left. There is a alleyway. Now you you come to. You have reached the end of the square. You're now running between buildings. The three of you guys, and then you reach a a dead end. Um, and there is a person there. Uh, it is a woman. Uh, an older human woman, gray hair, kind of coming out from underneath like a bonnet, you know, simple, uh, simple, uh, rough spun dress. Um, and she turns to face you. But the face that you see is that weirdly amphibian like, um, very wet face. Yo. Uh, yeah. It moves very strangely. Its arms co- aren't really the right length. <laughs> um, it had the, the clothes aren't completely correct. Um, and uh, it like snarls at you. 
Um, and Nils uh, holds out his uh, his sword. Uh, he's got his shield on his former arm. He says, stand down, foul creature. You have a lot to answer for. Um, and his yeah. he gre- he's, uh, just gets snarls back in response, just very wet. There's like a forked tongue that's that spits out. Uh, it is not a pleasant situation. Uh, and there's, there's a spit that comes out from this kind of Dilophosaurus-like. Uh, guys, <gasps> make a dexterity saving throw. 24. All right, you're able to jump out of the way and roll up against with the side wall of, of this alley. Dirk 20. Yeah, same with you, Flack, but Nils uh, is unable to react fast enough. He is uh, stuck where he stands and is hit with this is this sticky goo that is spewed from this creature. Oh. He catches it with his shield, but it, it burns uh, acid-like uh, at his shield, and he's he has to toss it aside, keep it from uh, burning up onto his uh, uh, upper arm, the, the portion that remains. Uh, it is... Now um, the sh- the shadows turn. So sh- that shadow that is in the tent backstage, Zavis, is going to turn to you, recognizing that you're the bigger threat here, uh, and it's going to swipe at you uh, oh. with those claws. You're going to take uh, 14 damage. Ew. Um, wait, no, you have a dress on. You're going to take seven Whoa. damage. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, your it the, your dress. Uh, it, it it catches one of its claws in the fabric of your dress. They kind of get like intertwined. Uh, and, yeah. and you see the Lucy does that <laughs> <laughs> to, and I'm to the, our curtains. <laughs> you see the blue green shimmering light of your dress stretch up the length of this thing's arm, and it's running up that red shadow, and it's changing it as it goes. But the other, uh, the other arm slashes across your face, uh, getting you for seven damage. But it's kind of caught in your in your it dress. Slash my face. Slash your face. Your beautiful am, am boy I face. Up? <laughs> well, like, we won't we might not know until tomorrow. You feel it, but it's not like you know, you can still open your eyes and things. Uh, um it is It could look sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Marjorie, now it is your turn. Yes, it is. Uh that was also uh there's only one turn left on your slow moving. Wow, it's already been five turns. Oh my god, that's still happening. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I mean, I'm in. I'm still in the air, or have I hit the ground? You're descending, but now you're almost being held up by the swarm that engulfs you. Don't like this. Uh, yeah. Marjorie's just gonna pinwheel with her her radiant daggers. God, what can we do with this? Because you're kind of in the air. You can kind of just roll. Yeah. I'm a tuck and roll, but be sharp. Yeah, all right. So advantage, I guess. Great. For sure. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Dirty 20 definitely gets him. Go ahead and roll your damage. Wow. I rolled pure ass. Four. <laughs> oh, that no. was a one, a one, and a two. One knife. I rolled a one. Cool. Uh, So that's five. Mm-hmm. Please be good. Four. Radiant right. damage. Four radiant damage, five regular damage, so nine, and then your four for your sneak attack, so 13. And that's one hand. My other hand does an 18 hit. Yeah. Great. Now that one's an eight regular damage. Great. And an eight radiant damage. All right, so Mardrin, still floating in the air, feeling the effects of the underwater uh, wild magic surge, you just roll, you just tuck. 
with your knives sticking out in different directions and spin, um, slicing through this swarm that has engulfed you. Uh, you feel little resistance as your blade c- cuts through these tiny creatures and their bodies fall to the ground uh, below you. And by the time your feet rest upon the ground, softly touching, uh, you see that you are surrounded by nothing but the carcasses of this swarm. Oh, God, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Still on the stage, by the way. Anyone who's still enjoying the show. (laughs) (laughs) There's a guy. (laughs) Just super fucked up. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, that guy's like my fucking mom who just gets like the season, like like lawn chair seats at (laughs) concerts and like just... Just goes to whatever. And so yeah, fucking like, stoned. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's at that point, Marjorie, as your feet uh, touch the ground, where you turn to your left and you see Berdalia and Eldabel enter uh, the fray, looking around like, what happened? Welcome to the show. <laughs> what, what, what? Everything was going so good. How did they turn? They, what are these? I was given cheese, and now we're here. Eldabel picks up one of the <laughs> bodies, uh, and she looks at it, and she says, Oh, no, these are Shadowfell creatures. That oh. energy can't come in co- the, the contact Bad with energy. the Aurora. That's that's why they've turned. The spirits are going crazy. They, they're, they're consumed by a draw now to the... Ch- we need to get to the castle. That's that's our only hope. We need to get up there. And she points to the hill that the castle's on where you see the silver pillar of light um, that Koirim had called forth earlier. Uh, and it's now, like, wiggling in 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 the air um, and, and kind of shorting out. Uh, it's not the strong pillar that it was earlier. Uh, something is affecting it, and kind of it, it's almost as if it's fighting with itself to, to stay lit. Eldabelle, you tell us what you need. Zabes! Yeah, I stick my head out. I just point at Eldabelle. <laughs> there's, a, there's a guy in here, so... <laughs> he fucked up my face, so I've got other things to... <laughs> just all of you can see around you, swarms are attacking uh, people, but Marjorie, uh, the buffer that you gave Cassandra seems to have been enough where she's gotten to her feet, and uh, it's at this moment... You turn to your left, looking past Eldabel and Berdalia to the uh, the southeastern road, where there's a huge noise. There's just a huge rumble, uh, first of feet, then you hear screams, and then there's like bagpipes playing and drums being beat and cups being clanked together, <gasps> and the Knights Past Thieves Guild <laughs> arrives yeah. to the scene. Oh, Marjorie's fucking amped. <laughs> Good thing, everyone. The thieves have arrived. D&D&D is a Spotify-exclusive podcast written and edited by me, James Gressel. D&D&D is performed by Beth Radloff, Mike Saigan, James A. Janice, and Chelsea Rebecca.